I'm Maddie. And I'm Ryan. And this is The Mutant Ages, a show where we review every adaptation of the X-Men ever because we're both obsessed with the X-Men. <laughs> yes. I did it this week. Are you, you proud of me? You did do it. I wasn't expecting you to do it and you did it. <laughs> I wasn't even like, I don't ever do the intro because I usually mess it up. <laughs> Back when we were young, we experienced a change. We felt a power grow in us, both wonderful and strange. The power to care about the X-Men and the mutant brotherhood. All of their adventures, more than anyone should. From the comic book pages to the animated stages. episode this is the Mm -hmm. second half of a two-part series on x-men the animated series called stormfront and we just watched part two and last week part one i guess we have to do it previously on the x-men just to talk about what happened in part one previously on the x-men so you know that x-men who causes the weather Mm-hmm. And she can historic can make the weather. Yes, yes she, she can. can. Yes, she can. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad I got you hooked on that song. It's uh, terrible. I put it I into know. last week's episode. It's not a good song. Did you listen to the Wolverine gets... one? No, I didn't. I just listened oh, to the Oh, you should, because that one. one's just as funny. It's I'll Wolverine throw that being one like in this episode. Why not? La 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 la. to know people need to listen to this mixtape oh, of x-men songs Maddie, you don't understand them. it's like if you like wolverine wait it's like, it's like if you like wolverine clap your hands oh it's like oh, if you like wolverine clap your, clap your hands three times or it's like i don't know something like yeah there's you clap three times for uh each claw or something like that right right and then wolverine yeah. also claps his claws hopefully i don't know i'll get to listen no to the song, then you I'll start snapping out. and jumping i mean it's a kid's music but anyway you can put that in anyway that's not what this episode is this episode is <laughs> about, about storm. storm wolverine is in fact in it yes and he's Uh, being his wonderful self he really is in stormfront part one storm saw this huge like hurricane tornado a bunch of shit crazy shit was happening in washington dc so the x-men fly the blackbird there storm hops out of the plane against the advice of cyclops but with the advice of wolverine who was like yeah go let storm handle this shit and then she goes she fixes everything but she also runs into this fucking asshole named archon who it turns out caused the storm just to get her attention so that he could kidnap her take her to another place planet because basically enslave her as his queen yes but also like stockholm syndrome her into liking him over the course of the episode and like 
basically he kidnaps her and he's like, hey, so there's a bunch of crazy storms on my planet and you're a weather being. So I need you to come here and, and fix everything. And at first she's basically like, okay, like your planet's super fucked up, mostly because of this weird energy obelisk thing that's on there. And I don't even know if I can fix it with that thing there. And he's like, yeah, don't worry about it. Um, That thing needs to be there because it's like providing all of our power and electricity and stuff but like don't worry about it and she's just like okay like everything on this planet's really fucking suspicious but i guess i'll fix it anyway because i'm storm meanwhile the x-men go after her they manage to get to the other planet using golf balls to transport that's gonna be kind of important i don't know i think it's only because we kept on being like magic golf balls but, but then they start in, calling in this episode too like Why? Well, you know what's really funny is that we were we were like we would never see that again and we thought we were being funny by calling it golf balls but jubilee calls it a golf ball this whole freaking time she and calls logan. it and logan they both do that's the golf balls are important and it's how you teleport around and this planet is by throwing <laughs> yeah. a golf ball and you kind of throw it like a, a pokeball and it yes. just explodes into a teleportation hole Yes. And in last week's episode, you were like, I bet they're going to explain what that is. And Ryan, I don't really think they have. Yeah, I know. Maddie, you were like, they're definitely not going to explain this. And I was like, well, you know, maybe they will. And you're like, Ryan, this show doesn't explain anything and it doesn't it doesn't explain really how the it's technology like the cube works. all over again it is exactly like the cube except at least the golf balls aren't talking so <laughs> um, if i had a talking golf ball i would name it golfy <laughs> mr golfy is Brian's yeah. new best friend yeah um, i would put little eyes on it anyway <laughs> this show Okay, so <laughs> what did I miss? So meanwhile, Storm f- sort of falls in love with this Archon guy who kidnapped her. I mean, I, I'm saying sort of because I can't believe it happened, but it does actually for real happen. Storm falls in love with him. And after she fixes their planet, despite the obelisk thingy, she manages to fix everything. Archon is like, Storm, you're the greatest person ever. All of the citizens of Polemicus are cheering for you. Everybody fucking loves you here. Also, I'm I'm in love with you and I'm going to propose to you to marry you. And, and she's like, no, reason, it's too soon. But then she agrees and we're like, agrees. Storm, what are you doing? You know what? If Rogue was here, she'd be like, I'm not going to deal with any of this bullshit. Sugar, yeah. come with me. And she'd be like, okay. You know? <laughs> yeah. But not, Rogue is not in this episode. We were hoping no, I wish she was. that she you would know, show up, but she doesn't, she's not around. She's busy. I, again, it's one of those situations that, it's like the, all these stories that involve the X-Men, it's it, it, it's like if Rogue or Storm are there, the story can end immediately because one of the two of them can always like end the problem. The, well, they can come to Storm a conclusion. does end the problem. I mean, spoilers she does. for the she very does have end of the slow... episode, but she oh. takes a while to figure out what's really going on. Yeah, and also spoilers, Jubilee in this is very much Jubilee, but they definitely are using her as a stand-in for Kitty Pride in this particular episode because there's parts of this where Jubilee's relationship with Storm is not a relationship that like Storm and Jubilee have in the comic books like this, mm-hmm. you know? It's very Kitty and Storm, so I I kept on reading Jubilee as Kitty a lot in this particular episode, but then there's a lot of lines that I was like, oh, it's Jubilee. Also, now that we're nearing the end of season five, Jubilee's still not annoying. Just throwing that out there. She's not. I loved her in this episode. As, as, me too. As much as Don't know what the problem is with Jubilee because everyone keeps uh, on bitching I about it. I think it's everybody else's problem, but the next episode that we are going to watch is Jubilee's Fairy Tale Theater, so we'll I'm get to excited, that. We'll honestly. Get to that. You know what? If it involves Wolverine as an ogre, I'm fine. Yeah, it sounds like you, it's going to be uh, fucking great. It's basically, oh my God, Wolverine was the original Shrek. 
Yeah, he was. Wolverine, <laughs> Mike Myers, the similarities are endless. So yes, anyway, Mike Myers going to play Wolverine in the MCU? Oh I want to know. Can you fucking imagine? <laughs> yeah, but I'm imagining him doing it as like Austin Powers, but dressed as a Wolverine. Okay, but Mike Myers can do a lot of weird voices. I bet he like somewhere in the recesses of his brain, he like That's has true. a he Wolverine He could do it, but he's also too old for the role just now at this oh, point. yeah, it would be like completely absurd. But if for some reason there was an X-Men movie and like... 1989 mike myers would have been really funny he would have been perfect for you that's true i mean he isn't actually a good actor so there is that i i kind of like this like alternate history where like randomly mike myers did it for some reason he would kind of fit in with x-men the animated series like weird version of the world where you know half of it's decimated and so their version of the uk is probably just like austin powers yes also spice girls it's funny to imagine mike myers having to get fucking jacked with like the marvel cinematic universe like laws where they like send you into a gym eight hours a day and then you like look like a completely different person i don't anyway, even know what he looks like now i don't either i don't think he's doing anything I, oh he's 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 much older now yeah not that that's a bad thing but he's definitely yeah, not time he could be he could <laughs> like, be old he could be a goofy old man logan this show is a sh- <laughs> <laughs> okay we're in a weird mood and everyone's just gonna have to deal with it because it's a weekly show now folks so we're this is just you're seeing the full maddie and ryan now in a way that you never had before so um the very closing shot of last week's episode storm accepts archon's marriage proposal and all the x-men just shout what the fuck in unison while staring at the camera and so did the audience watching the show all scream i was really angry at the episode last week because Mm -hmm. storm just kind of like rolled over for icon and i was like i don't want to watch a a story that involves Storm being captured and enslaved because and then, and then going with it and then being and like, like kind of I romanticizing guess I'm in love it. With this guy, and I'm like, yeah. what is this? Okay, but you know what? Everything I didn't like about the last episode, I, I get what I want out of this episode. You know, it's mm-hmm. kind of like the vindication the I am looking here. for. Yeah. Yes, it's there and it's so good in that way that can only be done by Storm or Magneto. But we will get there. So mm-hmm. let's open up to comets just all over the space. Yeah. And then we get to see Archon's robots creating a huge statue of Storm because now everybody in this planet worships her. And then Archon is like, time for the festival of Storm. And also there's a huge statue of Archon because, you know, you can't have a statue of Storm without having a statue of the guy who kidnapped and enslaved her. I would go to a (laughs) festival for Storm, especially if it's like a rave. I wouldn't go to a festival that was hosted on like a weird slave planet by Archon, though. That's (laughs) not something I'd be interested in doing. And so then in the background we see these two worker guys who are carrying this huge piece of stone and they drop it accidentally i guess and one of them cowers in fear as this robot flies up to him like threateningly and then um that cuts away and we don't see the follow-up on that one and we watch the x-men who are watching archon i just assume that robot killed that dude yeah i think he's dead i mean i I get that like we're just gonna get really fucking dark in this episode like people are gonna die people are enslaved um yeah this this is is not dark cool. yeah okay okay i have to also rewind a little bit because in the last episode i was kind of groaning to be like you can skip this episode it's not worth it but this episode is so good that i'm like uh now you have to watch the first episode so if you skipped it now you have to go back and you watch it i apologize because it. it turns out the second half is actually very good so yeah i liked it so then logan and cyclops and beast who are the x-men who are on this planet with storm and jubilee are watching Archon deliver his speech about how Storm's great and everything's great. And Logan is like, something ain't right about this dump. I can smell it. 
And Cyclops is like, I don't want to lose her either, Logan. But if this is what Storm wants, then who are we to stand in her way? And Logan's like, we're her friends. That's who. And Beast agrees that Storm's behavior seems odd. And then Storm walks in and she's wearing a gorgeous dress and silver armbands and a ponytail. And she's like, hey, so nobody needs to worry the reason I'm acting strange is because I'm finally happy and I get that everybody's worried about me, but actually everything's chill. And she's like, you know, this, that scene, her coming out and saying that reminded me of you like 2000. <laughs> yeah. That first abusive relationship I went into before yeah, we even knew it was I abusive. Laugh about it. No, it's okay. I just wanted, I just like talking about it. So people understand that this is like a real thing yep. where you kind of get yourself into an abusive relationship, but like you don't know it's going to be that this is one of those signs where mm-hmm. the person starts acting radically differently and they like start avoiding their friends and being like, Oh, everything's fine. Everything's yep. good. I was the Logan in this situation. And I was yeah. the person who was like, Ryan, everything about this seems pretty fucked up. And you were like, well, it's not. <laughs> no, you were Jubilee in this situation. You yeah, really were. I probably was. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I- anyway, uh, so Storm in her monologue is like, I've been dedicated to the X-Men since I was a teenager, never allowing myself a life beyond my work. For years, I fought our lonely fight, and yet our world is still no home for mutants. And then Logan's like, it's the only home we've got. And Storm's like, not for me. I have a chance to make a difference here, to heal a wounded planet and be happy with a man I love. A great man. And Logan's like, who you just met. Thank you, Logan. (laughs) Honestly, thank you. He's just calling bullshit here. Yeah. And then Jubilee is like, I'm excited about the wedding. Get one of those golf balls from Archon and we'll get the professor here to give you away. Which, by the way, doesn't happen. I feel like if the professor got there, he would be like, what the fuck is going on? (laughs) Okay, Xavier would be like, what? (laughs) I don't know. I think Xavier would walk and be like, what the fuck's going on? And then he'd be like, wow, there's a whole new race of people here I can manipulate. (laughs) Yeah, it's probably for the best Xavier doesn't even show Exa- up. In and this then episode. suddenly on the next day, just for some magical reason, they're also building a statue of Xavier. And they're like, how did this even happen? Xavier's <laughs> just like, like, I decided to brainwash everyone like separately from the stuff Archon's doing. I just decided yeah. to brainwash the planet. But also, why didn't Jubilee be like, let's get all the X-Men here? She's like, yeah. let's get I honestly I think she was just saying that because she felt like Storm needed somebody's moral support. Yeah, I think so. And I mean I think jubilee at least is young enough that for her she's like this is just exciting like at least at this stage in the game and meanwhile wolverine is like gritting his teeth angrily in the foreground and just like losing it because he's like i know this is fucked up but there's nothing i can do about I it know. Right and now. also logan like can't deal with weddings i know <laughs> also like there's an alternate universe version of logan who's in love with storm so like oh there's well, technically, that. it's not even really an alternate universe because... It, I mean, okay, like, how can you not be in love with Storm? Just, like, I do. first of well, all. Well, also, Canada, they do have an on-and-off relationship. But also, like, in this universe, that alternate universe was created in the same universe that they're in. It's just the You're timeline. Right. I forgot about that shit. It's like, and because it doesn't even... No, all all the time travel shit with the X-Men is crazy. I know. So, like, you're right. That was kind of also this universe. But also, I think they lost their memories from all of that after Bishop, like, was on Rainbow Road (laughs) and, like, deleted it. Yeah, I think they don't. I don't think they remember that any of that happened. But anyway, the point is that at least some part of Logan, like, there's a version of him where he's with Storm. And so he's protective of her in that way. Because Logan has a crush on everybody. And he's Logan. Yeah, Logan has fucked all the X-Men except for like 
Kitty and Jubilee yeah, in X twenty three in armor. Kid sisters. Yeah, I was gonna say all the ones that are his like his siblings, his surrogate sisters. Those ones, yeah. obviously, he wouldn't have sex with because that's disgusting. Everybody also, else I'm gonna put it out game. there that I don't think he's had sex with Emma Frost because I think Emma Frost is like, no, 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 I'm too good for you. <laughs> I think that's fair. That is kind of a weird ship. Okay, but I also guess he I would be there for like the foursome. I could imagine that. Well, yeah, if like Jean's involved, because yeah. that would make sense. But the idea of Emma being like. Oh, no, no, no. I'm going to fuck Scott and Jean, and you can't have me or them. How do you feel about that, Logan? Like, that is something Emma would do, and then she'd, like, pull out a whip. <laughs> and Logan is just, like, in his bedroom masturbating and crying at the same time while that <laughs> That's happens. That's awful. Calling Beast on Skype. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, there's a bunch of robots flying around outside, and a bunch of tank ships, and this random Viking dude who, I don't know, he probably has a name in the comics, but I didn't bother to look it up. Sometimes I, I do that for, for characters like this, but whatever i did it in this case because i hate archon so archon's little viking number two guy comes out you could just call him gimli it's easier <laughs> i think we called the other guy gimli in they're the all gimli. long shot episode well fine who's another dwarfy guy no, that looks it's like fine. Gimli? this guy's name is gimli now so gimli, gimli comes too. out and he's like hey archon the fleet's ready and archon's like great the great eco instability is now under control, but it has cost Polemicus dearly in production and wealth. And then this other random guy in a green robe shows up and he's like, your majesty, the science council has determined that the great chaos was due to the central power grid. It could have been solved simply by turning off the main transmitter. And then he like the camera pans over to that big blue obelisk thing that storm was like, it seems like all of your problems are being caused by that thing. And so anyway, I love how his, that, councilman just like why didn't you just turn that off and yeah Arcot's like we could never do that and he goes on this like crazy monologue at yeah this point. because he's like if if we turn it off we'll have no power for the guards no obedience rings to control the workers and then we'll have chaos and rebellion and it's like oh so it turns out everybody here's wearing obedience rings you know that what i didn't actually pick lot. up on that in the first half of this episode i yeah. didn't know that until he said that now and then i was like oh yeah they are all wearing these like Wonder Woman bracelets. Mm-hmm. And at first I was wondering if they were going to start doing a plot line where Storm was wearing one of those. And I was like, oh, maybe she's brainwashed. It turns out she's actually not. She's not. No, but she's I was, doing I was it all waiting for them to put them on the X-Men or her, mm-hmm. which would have been like kind of crazy. It would be a really fucked up storyline to be like, let's enslave Storm. But they already did that in a uh, Slave Island. Slave so. Island. Yeah, I feel like they've already kind of done Obedience Rings with the X-Men, which by the way, the number of like fan fiction setups on this show or like setups that clearly inspire fan fiction is very high, like obedience rings. So then Gimli is like, yeah, you, we can't turn off the obelisk because uh, we need it. And then the science guy is like, well, we need to rebuild our world. I don't remember who says what. I clearly wrote down the wrong things here, but whatever. Oh, they all cares? decide that they need to invade this other planet that's nearby called Belgania. And take people from that planet and enslave them and bring them back over to Palamicus so that they can rebuild their planet. And like, that's incredibly fucked up. Basically, this is the scene where it's revealed that Archon is like a terrifying Evil. dictator who has a whole bunch of slaves who he's brainwashed and th- he's destroying his own planet in the They're process of They're not even really it. brainwashed. They're just kind of living in terror. Yeah, I guess you're right. I guess they're not mind controlled. They're just controlled by pain because when we see yeah. the bracelets in action, he just like flips a switch essentially and then they like start getting electrocuted or whatever. They're so, getting um, te- teased with uh, like Han Solo's sexy zaps. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's exactly so, what it is. Uh, this is pretty one and done in terms of Archon being a bad guy. Like, they just go on ahead well, and they're right. like, and well, I guess there's sucks. like some treaty between them and that other planet right. that they're about and to invade. he smashes the tablet that the treaty's Which on. Sc- okay, it's really funny because he's screaming something. He's like, I'm not going to follow this scrap of paper as he throws a rock. And I'm like, um. Yeah, it's like an iPad. And he's like, I don't need to follow this piece of paper. And then like smashes it. And it's <laughs> like, well, like, it's that's not, not a piece, a piece of, paper. of paper. So, I mean, yeah, you're right. You don't because there's no paper in your hands. Yeah. So. So he's like, fill the worker ships till they burst, show no mercy, blah, blah, blah. And then yeah. we He's go, basically like, go kill everyone on the other planet. Well, basically. kidnap them and turn them into slaves or kill them if you have to. Those right. are the two options here. So meanwhile, Jubilee and Storm are looking at a bunch of outfits, probably for the wedding. I don't know. But Jubilee's looking at this fabric that's made out of real gold. And she starts twirling around with it. And then she bumps into this servant girl who drops a bunch of ceramic dishes on the floor and they break. And Jubilee's like, "Uh uh-oh. And then Storm starts laughing. And then Jubilee starts laughing. But the servant girl doesn't laugh. She starts freaking the fuck out. Oh, yeah, I know. She's like, please don't report me to Archon. I'll never do it again. Please don't say anything. And Jubilee's like... Okay. It was my and fault. The, yeah, Jubilee's yeah, like, I know. I'm sorry. Like, it was me. You didn't need to worry yeah, it so much. it was definitely me. But the, the servant runs away. Yeah. And Jubilee just literally is like, that was really weird. Yeah. And Storm you is know? like, she was terrified and looks really yeah. concerned for a second. And it's like, come on, Storm, please figure out that this place is wildly A little bit up. faster, but, you yeah. know, I, <sighs> faster than 15 minutes, please. <laughs> yeah, it's just going to take her the full 15. So then <sighs> Beast and Logan are looking up at the Storm statue. And Beast is like, this statue's great. And Logan's like, maybe it's a little too magnificent. You know about Storm's tribe worshipping her when she was a kid? All that goddess stuff messed her up. And Cyclops is like, but Xavier worked her through all that. At which point I was like, there's no way Xavier there's did no that good of a job with it. But like, okay, I mean, Cyclops. also it's Xavier. He probably just was like, let me go at your mind a real quick and storm and check it. out what's going on. <laughs> I don't even, it doesn't even know if he removed it or if he just like sat there and just moved things around, you mm-hmm. know? And he was like, it's good now. <laughs> so Logan is like, I ain't so sure this place is great for her as she thinks. And then Logan goes up to one of the workers and he's like, hey, pal, we're buddies of your new queen. Know where a guy can get a burger and fries around here? Which is like the weirdest it's question. It's the weirdest thing to ask. Like, and yeah. also, Logan, it's like, obviously they don't. They, yeah. This is another planet where burgers and fries do not exist. Yeah. It looks like, I don't know, a He-Man world set in like Ancient a futuristic Greece. Greeks. Yeah. 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 That's what I was going to say. And so then the guy turns to like look at Logan and then a robot starts making the, the workers wristbands hurt him. And then the guy just starts screaming and he's like, I have to do my work and like runs away. And then Beast oh is God. like, he seemed very concerned about that robot guard. And Logan's like, he wasn't concerned, Hank. He was shaking in his boots. And Cyclops goes, get your nose ready, Logan. We may have some local slime to sniff out. Out before our visit is over and it's like i don't know it just takes everybody so long to figure out that it, shit really, is fucked it up. really does yeah. like far too long uh-huh and so then they watch all of those um warships taking off the ones that uh archon sent off to that other planet yeah and they're all like well that's fucking suspicious and so then they like start following the ships And in the background, we see a worker watching them, who I think is the guy who turns out to be Mentor, who's like the leader of the worker rebellion. I think that's funny. Is that what his name is? Because I wrote it down as Menthol. (laughs) His name's Menthol. I don't know. (laughs) I think it's Mentor, which is a weird name, too. I mean, I thought that, too. But I was like, there's no way his name is Mentor. Yeah, because it's like what he does and also his name. But 
I guess that's like 1980s comics for you or 70s or whenever these were written, probably. Like, this has to be based on a comic book storyline. It's too random otherwise. I mean, I don't know if it's if it's an X-Men storyline or if it is a Avengers storyline. I don't remember this happening with Storm, to be honest with you, but I could be wrong. I'll look it up and find out. So this actually is based on a comic book storyline from 1979, and it is a story about Archon kidnapping Storm because Thor wasn't available at the time. And so he kidnaps Storm, which is actually pretty hard for him to do. He has to fight the X-Men in order to do it. He still teleports her away, explains that his planet is suffering and that he needs her help. The X-Men follow Storm the same way they do here. They try to save her, but when they get to the planet, they, in this version, in the original comic book version, discover that they actually do need to help Archon and they help him and everything ends happily. Archon and the X-Men part as friends. Archon sends them home safely. So basically they took like a one shot, one issue arc from the comics that isn't that interesting really. And they turned it into this completely different story. So there you go. So Jubilee also sees the ships taking off. And by the way, she's changed into one of these little cyberpunk Greek outfits by this point. And she's hanging out with Archon and Storm. And she's like, they're in one heck of a hurry about the ships. And Archon is like, they're traveling to Belgania, our nearest neighbor in space. They'll bring back supplies, workers, and the dignitaries for tonight's royal dinner. Most important of all, my love, they will bring back wedding treasures to tempt and delight you. And Storm is like, Archon, please, you shouldn't go to so much trouble. And Archon's like, in please you there's no trouble only happiness and they jubilee is just like it was a lot of ships like she's just in the background like this seems kind of weird to me like what the fuck is going on i know she's like what is happening yeah and archon is like it's fine we just need a lot of ships to bring back a lot of stuff and then archon turns around and sees a servant girl and just starts screaming at her in front of everyone she's just standing there yeah And he's like, how dare you not kneel in my presence? And then he taps the button on his chest holster thingy and she starts falling to the ground and like writhing in pain. And Storm is like, cut it the fuck out. Like, what are you doing right now? And Archon is like, oh, okay. (laughs) And then the servant is like, forgive me. And she like runs away. Yeah. She, well, this is, it isn't, that's why he's like screaming, kneel before my presence or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Storm is like, the poor girl was terrified at the sight of you. And Jubilee goes, the fear is so thick around here, you could rollerblade on it. I love that line, honestly. Yeah. Jubilee was a good Jubilee line. Mm -hmm. But then Archon's like, nah, don't worry. Our enemies just send spies here all the time. So I have to be a dictator and like be, like, enslave them all and also make them, you know, be fearful of me well he doesn't say enslave but he does say he strikes fear into them mm-hmm. and storm is like caution is possible without cruelty which is a I fun agree. storm line and archon's like don't judge me bitch <laughs> yeah and storm's like i can't live this way archon we must discuss this and then archon like turns on a dime and he's like of course storm your love means love more to so me much. than the beating of my own heart but won't you give me your trust as well which is like a classic Ugh. abuser abusive thing, relationship where, like, i you know question something in the relationship and then they'll be like okay but don't you trust me like don't you don't love you trust me? me you know you love me yeah and it's like well i do but also you're doing really fucked up things so maybe i shouldn't be just blindly trusting you to do those and right. so then storm hugs him and i just wrote why storm why in my notes because i was upset about it 
but it's okay it's realistic I people know. do things like this the jubilee's just kind of standing there be like i want to puke at the sight of archon and we're like yeah jubilee <laughs> yeah. we agree so then um the fleet of military ships comes back to polemicus or at least i think that's where they're coming back to and then the robots get out and the x-men are watching all of it happen from behind some rocks right and you nobody sees them behind the rocks and what they're seeing here is that the people that are coming off this ship are just robots pushing out crates of people mm-hmm. which is a really fucked up thing to see it is and then that's when logan has a i love this it's logan's like you gotta tell me these guys are volunteers and cyclops <laughs> cyclops is like so annoyed he's like you've made your point logan and it's like <laughs> cyclops how did you not understand okay yeah, also, also we're about like, to go cyclops into cyclops is not really in a position to be like okay don't say i told you so like come on he's cyclops. Just, I, I don't know he's just not even helping at all i know and so logan's like all right time to kill all those robots and um I know. Then a random worker shows up behind them who is mentor by the way and he's holding a gun and he's like i wouldn't advise that come with me and logan goes buddy you just pointed that pop gun at the wrong man and he pops his claws and then the the guy shoots a robot behind them but logan thinks that he's shooting at them so he jumps yeah. on top of them without realizing it and then cyclops is like logan, well i think wait. logan just needed some hot man on man action because he, he hadn't had gotten it yet he just needed to get in the mix and cyclops is like this guy just killed a robot like maybe you should fucking chill and then the the guy who saved them is like they're more coming you just triggered the alarms and logan <laughs> just goes looks like he's got a point because like six thousand robots just suddenly show up and start shooting at all of them okay also cyclops doesn't open his eyes here I know. again i'm I know. so annoyed by this scene where like all these robots are coming up and they're clearly overwhelmed and it's like cyclops take off your visor and open your eyes just look quickly at the robots. look over just there look yes thank you just look I, I mean why are you you are the team leader and you can't you are the one that can take out all these robots by looking at them and like, you never do. I don't it's get so it It's so annoying. I don't get it. And so, but there is this funny line where Logan just goes, I guess we're not invited to the bachelor party, which I was like, yeah, dude, you're not. Because Archon also, wouldn't fucking invite you guys in a billion also, years. Also, Logan is kind of happy that he's not invited to the bachelor party. Yeah. He's like, he's like, guess there's no wedding. Oh, well. It's like, thanks, Logan. <laughs> yeah. So they all fight the robots. And then the rebel worker guy, or I guess I should menthol. call them slaves now that we know that they're slaves and they're not just right. workers. Um, menthol. He introduces himself as menthol slash mentor. <laughs> and he's or like, Mentos. Yeah. He just walks in. He's like, fresh mint Mentos. I've got a gun in my hand. All right. Anyway. <laughs> and he's like i'm the leader of the belganian resistance perhaps you will help me to free my people and then cyclops finally blows up a robot with like one blast and then they they all get go and save the prisoners and right also i'm gonna these belganians they're basically very pale people with like bright green eyes yeah. and no pupils that's the best way to see. and they have these like purple tattoos on their face or just markings but they do just yeah. look like humans other than that okay so they're cyclops and mentor are trying to free the prisoners mm-hmm. and that's when he's like head for the heels but some guy up at the watchtower i think gimbley yeah. is the one who's like oh shit we're being attacked by you know storm's friends and mm-hmm. so he summons more robots and this is when i was really mad that cyclops wasn't doing anything yeah even more fucking robot show up there's like oh, yet and another there's like there's robot just so fight. many they all look like they're coming out of an episode of mask and then they do mentor holds up a little glowing golf ball and he goes i was saving this for an emergency and beast is like 
I believe this qualifies. Yeah, like you know? maybe you could like, have fucking no thrown shit. the golf ball like I don't know beginning of this. ten minutes ago. Like what the <laughs> yeah. fuck? Like it was crazy because then they throw the golf ball and it takes them into a portal underground, which is where the like Belganian resistance hideout is, and they're completely safe there. So it's like, why do they waste that much time fighting the robots? But I guess they had to in order well, to free I mean, the slaves. What happened to all the slaves? Did they also run through the portal, or, or what happened? I don't know because they did free them. So did they just run off into the field somewhere? I don't really understand what happened there, but I you know, maybe know. that's maybe just they me. all died and nobody made it. But anyway, Beast barely makes it through the portal. He also gets hurt and they end up in this cave. I don't I don't even understand how he got hurt, I honestly. Don't either. It went by too quickly, but it was probably from him fighting six billion robots that Cyclops was just standing around have held during. with. I yeah. know. Well, I saw one robot got blasted out of the air and then I think fell, but I didn't even see it land on Beast. So yeah. Beast jumps through the portal and he's like oh ah, ah. and cyclops goes hank how bad is it and beast is like a bit worse than i might have liked mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he like passes out logan goes Logan's over arms. and cradles his boyfriend i know he's like cradling his head mm-hmm. i screen cap that because like these guys are gay they are dating they are gay Still. and they're dating um so mentor goes and summons a healer over to like help beast so apparently that's something they can do um but we go back well, to well i think the healer is just quick. somebody who has bandages and they're like call the yeah. healer and the, the healer's the healer. like we need some band-aids over here so <laughs> and she just wraps like bandages there. around beast is like hope this works anyway <laughs> yeah so back to storm and jubilee um storm is holding up a dress to the servant girl from before and storm yeah. is like you've always lived on polemicus which dress would you suggest and the servant refuses to tell storm her opinion because she's too right. afraid to even yeah. talk and she's like what if my choice were wrong yeah and storm is like you have nothing to fear i've spoken to archon and the servant just yells no please and runs away and which jubilee, is terrifying and jubilee, this is a really important scene though yeah jubilee goes storm something's really wrong here and then storm just like puts her head in her hands and she goes I will change it. Whatever it is, I can make it better. Archon admits that some of their ways may seem harsh to us, but Polemicus is fighting to survive. Oh, Jubilee, I'm needed here. Archon is a kind and decent man. I love him. He asked me for my trust. Can't you understand? And Jubilee goes, sure, but I'm not the one you're trying to convince, which was a line I really liked. I was like... I did too. I thought it was a really good line. I liked Storm's whole monologue where she's like, I'll change it, whatever it is, because it's such a like classic story thing where she's like right. she's so powerful and she any problem she faces she's like I can fix this too and she's even approaching her relationship that way which is like very relatable to me at least where she's just like okay like I know it looks really bad right now but like I don't know I'll just keep figuring it out because I'm really smart and I'm really like powerful and good at at my job so like I'm just gonna figure it out everybody don't worry about me and it's like okay there are some things that are beyond fixing and like a totalitarian dictator with thousands of slaves from another planet that's one of them you don't need to like that's that's right. beyond that. your abilities. Well, she has, I know she also hasn't quite figured that out yet. But like, mm-hmm. I think I think she has to a degree. Yeah, me too. But like, it's like when you're in an abusive relationship and this person is like convincing you that they love you. Yeah, and that they're there for you and they, you know, you can trust them. And Jubilee's seeing right through it. She's like, you know, this is bullshit. Like, yeah. you know, it's bullshit, but you can't get out because you're kind of thinking about the people and like you also feel like you have a good thing finally yeah you know, i've been there i get it it's like you know and it's it sucks and like you you feel trapped basically yeah. and you yeah. you will come up with any excuse 
in order to defend the situation. And that's what's happening here. Yeah, I I thought it was more believable that Storm was seeing those problems, but was just like, okay, like I can see them, but I'm just going to fix them because I'm Storm as opposed to like her being completely... uh, blind to them she'll just like i'll tornado everyone away if it's a problem yeah but that's it's not quite a problem that can be solved with a tornado some of it can be solved with a tornado and it will be solved with one later but we're not there we're not so let's go back to the caves though where beast is getting bandaged up Mm -hmm. and he has this huge monologue i don't even like cyclops asks how he's feeling and he's like i'm ambivalent about my pain receptors it was like like, what is he even saying so (laughs) i i skipped over that because it's not even a relevant plot point yeah Uh, and then mentor walks in and explains that archon is a tyrant and he's Mm -hmm. been enslaving everybody and Mm -hmm. controlling them with the little wristbands and killing people oh yeah and killing people which is really an intense thing to find out on the on a kid's show yes And and mentor explains that the energy grid is what is feeding the power to the robots Mm -hmm. and to the little wristbands which are kind of already established to the audience right but they're just reminding us once again in case we need yeah but this is this is like the x-men figuring out and you know that Archon is building an even bigger transmitter that will detect even the people that have run away and don't have the armbands on them. Yeah. To which Cyclops has a really good line here too, where he goes, I'm afraid it's time to break the news to storm and to break her heart, which is like, it's sad because it's Cyclops being like, okay, our friend is really happy. We're about to tell her that like, she's can't have this. And it's not even real. Like, I mean, that's a shitty thing to have to break to somebody. I mean, how many times did you guys try to come to me back like 20 years ago and try to like, get me out of that situation and you're yeah. or 15 whatever and you were like you were trying to let me know and i just wasn't having it you know Well, but cyclops also has the line where he says she's got to see archon's tyranny for herself which i think was also yes. true of you at i the think time. that's an important line i mean we sort of see storm starting to get it in that line to jubilee where she but she's just like it's okay like it's a compromise i'm gonna have to make and i'm gonna like change some stuff around here but then she has to figure out that it's like beyond her ability to change and that she just needs to destroy it but um um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's definitely depressing and kind of realistic. Like it's it's definitely like a higher stakes version of an abusive relationship. Because yeah, I uh, mean, like somebody has taken over a planet and is also a dictator, and yeah. the other person has the pe- ability to control the weather. Yeah, so that part of it is a little different. But there is it's a little. Still that it's a little. It's a little. It's like yeah. You try to help your friend, but at a certain point, you're, that person has to figure it out on their own. And that's yeah. really stressful, but it's also like the only well, thing I mean, you we've, can really we've do. We've been there. And I, uh, this is why I felt like I really related to Storm on some level in this episode. Because I've been there. I've gone through it. And I talk about it because I think it's important for people to know that abusive relationships exist. And yeah. I know one of the few, those people that platforms that as a huge part of my life. Because in the long run, it was only like a year of my life. And mm-hmm. I've... I do retain a lot of trauma from it that is unfortunately unable to overcome completely. So I have some PTSD from it, but I also find that talking to people about it and letting the public know, especially our listeners that like, yeah, this is real. I can like, I I'm comfortable talking about it. And I feel like everything in this store, everything that storm is experiencing this is what I also experienced. And it's very, very real, you know? Yeah. And I so. mean, it's kind of cool to see. I, I, I don't know. It's cool to see somebody like storm, yeah. I feel weird about the way they depicted it in the first episode, but at least in this one, I felt like they did a better job of showing Storm having those misgivings and being and like working through it in a way that well, felt more true to her Storm's character. Well, also because Storm's a very strong person. She's got a personality that is strong and loving, you yeah, know? Yeah, and like that... I guess can also mean that she trusts someone and assumes the good in somebody, which isn't a flaw. Like, 
believing in somebody and believing them and wanting to trust yeah, them is I mean, like a that good is definitely quality. a flaw that I have had. But it's is not so... really because it's like you have to trust somebody in order to have a good yeah. friendship or a good relationship. It's just yeah. that that's a thing that an abusive person can take advantage of. And exactly. Because I'm one of those people that's all about like second chances, which you know about. And like it, it, <laughs> yeah. an abusive person <laughs> can definitely take somebody advantage of that. a billion chances. But you I know really, what? I, I'm a loving person. You so are. like that is what it comes and down that's to. It a doesn't great matter. quality though about well, you. It's funny because like it doesn't matter how goth I try to pretend to be even like <laughs> in my adult ages. I'm still a very loving person. And so is Storm. Although she's yeah. less goth. Well, no, she had a goth phase. She did have a goth phase. Complete with a mohawk um uh, she she was she had a cooler goth phase than me in like parachute pants <laughs> pretending to be a vampire anyway so let's move you forward so uh one of archon's goons it's gimli i think i think it is gimli goes to archon and says the x-men have aided the escape of the slaves that they yep. had just captured for the ceremony and archon says well just go kill the shit out of the yes. x-men basically and the, and gimli's like uh those are your fiance's friends like should we kill them and archon's like yeah i don't fucking care. whatever he says the mood of my fiance need not concern you which is like fuck you dude yeah also he's like i in the back of my mind i'm thinking okay so if she re- objects to this you're just gonna throw some like wristy cuffs on her yeah luckily this episode doesn't ever go that far but i was also no, it thinking doesn't. about that i was worried it would mm-hmm. so then it goes to the banquet for storm yes and jubilee's a little excited to eat for food but she noticed that storm is sad so she stops and then archon also notices that she's sad yeah because storm looks over at the empty seats and yes. she realizes that her friends aren't there yeah but also i think this is weird because she's sad about that and like that is re- that is real but also like there are no other X-Men there that should be there. So maybe you should have checked in with them first. I don't yeah, know. It's a weird whatever. scene. And Archon is like, you're not eating your dinner. Does it not please you? And Storm just goes, it must be all the excitement. But she says it in this like very flat tone. Like monotone. Yeah. yeah. And then Archon stands up and lifts up his glass of wine and he's toasting Storm and Storm like avoids eye contact. And Archon is like, Storm, will you stand and acknowledge the love of our people? And Storm just goes, I, and then she just pauses and then the wall blows open and it's Cyclops and Logan and Beast. And Logan just goes, hope I didn't miss Chow. And Archon is like, sees them and like starts trying to attack them. And Storm yeah. is like, no, stop this madness. And like gets between everybody. And she's like, Cyclops, Logan, what are you doing? And Logan's like, ask your boyfriend. Ask him how he recruits the palace help. It ain't the want ads, baby. Oh, I know. And then Storm turns to Archon and she goes, they're not servants, are they? They're slaves. And I was like, this is like her confirming what she already knew is the wording of that line, which I liked because it's like she always knew it. And it was just a matter of like hearing Logan and Cyclops confirm it for her. And then she's like, I already knew this basically. Okay. You know, okay. But this is one of those moments that like if there is ever a line delivered by Storm or Magneto that goes along the lines of these people are slaves if yep. either of them say that you know that a whole bunch of people are about to die yeah like a whole bunch of enslavers and supremacists oh, yeah, are about but, to get yes. what's coming to them like the episode is going to take a fucking turn and Storm yeah. or Magneto whichever character is the hero of the app is about to fucking oh yeah I know Storm or Magneto people. are ready to go kill some suppressors <laughs> that's what's about to episodes. happen these are always our favorite episode they always are because this is why we also love storm and magneto because they are just two very powerful characters who 
for the most part have their shit together right yeah, more of storm than magneto but it's also like it's very on the nose for both of them but like it's pleasing because of how on the nose it is like in storm's case it's like you have this black woman who's like i'm not gonna let you do this and she just kills the shit out of everybody and yeah. like in magneto's case it's like yeah you have this holocaust survivor and so you have these things that are like on top of the fact that they're also mutants but those things are like a part of their identities as well and like how they interface with the world and part of yeah, their characters and like I, like storm's not gonna fucking put up with this shit and you just know that going in and you're oh, like yeah. fuck off so storm immediately is like how could you lie to me like fuck yeah. you how could you make me love you is one of her lines here oh which, i love that one too uh, that, that's a really good one yeah well archon says after the slave scene archon goes what of it when bulgaria was the stronger planet they raided us now it's our turn which is like what the fuck yeah and he goes dude. what is wrong with that it is the way of all great people and storm goes it is not the way of a just people right. how could you lie to me you butcher i like that she called her a, him a butcher that yeah. was an intense lie yeah how could you make me love you and that's when archon grabs her and he goes i did not give you permission to leave in which cyclops is like oh fuck no and shoots archon i'm like finally thank you cyclops or open your eyes yeah but i do appreciate that he has that moment because it's really great to see cyclops be like oh like backing her up it's like he it's again it's when you are part of like the the oppressed people here right and Mm -hmm. like cyclops is one of those people and he goes oh no i'm not standing for this either not only is this my family member but this is not what i stand for you're like fuck that and it's also like finally storm is back on their side again and she's like no i'm fucking done with this guy like let's fucking get him and so then the x-men are like they see their cue and they're like finally we can get this asshole yeah they've been waiting well logan's been waiting but the best part here is like well it's not the best part but it's a really great scene in which storm starts sobbing she realizes what's what's about to go down and Mm -hmm. like that her dreams are being crushed and she's also angry and her heartbroken and logan sees this and he just goes fucking bonkers yeah and he just fucking tries to kill archon and like i love it It just like so good five minutes of logan like trying to kill this man (laughs) oh no i love it when he pins him to the wall at one point and he goes you like scaring people pal let me show you how that feels and i'm like oh fuck yes logan it's like we're just it's oh my god we're just in this perfect revenge film all of a sudden i know it just becomes a slasher fantasy where archon is gonna get what he fucking deserves but then unfortunately (laughs) a robot shows up and shoots logan in that moment and he falls down so then beast leaps up and tries to destroy the robot but it throws him off logan gets the fuck back up walks over to archon meanwhile storm is outside and she's conjuring up like a massive fucking storm again to like destroy this entire planet again because she's just like fucking losing it well she's not even like she's just angry yeah you know it's like it's like mother nature's fucking angry so it's gonna kill everyone in its path yeah and so jubilee is like i gotta intervene so she runs off and then archon is like it's the rings if she damages them further she'll undo all that she healed polemicus will be devastated and so jubilee runs up the stairs of a nearby tower so that she can talk to storm who's like floating in the air and this is a very kitty pride scene by the way yeah and jubilee's like storm listen to me what you're doing is wrong and storm is meanwhile destroying the archon statue which is like the ultimate like burning your (laughs) ex-boyfriend stuff (laughs) moment which is pretty yeah also logan's at the background going to archon going logan is like grinning at all of this (laughs) he turns to archon he goes if you want this dirt pile of a planet to live on see tomorrow i suggest getting us some of those glowing golf balls that's like in the middle of this i was like thanks logan 
yeah and so jubilee is like yelling at storm and she's like you'll hurt innocent people and then like we see these trees flying away and like buildings collapsing and stuff and jubilee's like archon's making you act against everything you believe in please storm it's not worth it and then storm hears her she calms down she stops everything and she's like you're right forgive me and she hugs jubilee and jubilee's like come on let's get out of here and then meanwhile the x-men got a golf ball somehow <laughs> so they throw I, mean, it. I don't really understand when that happened but... i don't know archon probably gave them one and so then there's a portal that opens up beast and logan and cyclops are the first to hop on through it because they're like let's get the fuck out of here they're like they're fucking done yeah and so jubilee and storm start walking towards it and archon tries to stop storm and he's like storm i can get anything riches between beyond your imagining our world will worship you and storm's like we're going home and archon's like you'll be nothing on earth cast out and despised feared and reviled for your gifts and storm just goes what of the slaves archon and archon's like the slaves what are they to our happiness and and she just goes everything and pushes him oh, away. Oh shit, I love it. I know. And Archon's like, I'm offering you a world. Don't be a fool. The slaves are nothing. And Storm turns around and she goes, No living being has the right to enslave another. One day you may understand. And then she just quietly turns around, destroys the statue of herself, and then destroys the obelisk, and then fucking frees all the slaves. Yeah, I know. Frees all I the know. Slaves it's so instantaneously. good. Instantaneously. Oh, and this and they, they see the char- you see all the slaves cheering and charging like a mob of thousands of people charging at archon yeah and archon's like what have you done and storm just goes a royal wedding gift from the heart yeah and i was like oh damn like she's just gonna like storm's not gonna kill you because she's gonna let all these other people kill you yeah so and archon just screams storm <laughs> it's actually that's really goofy it's, the rest of the episode is so dark and then archon's like storm <laughs> And I'm like, okay, thanks, Archon. Yeah. Oh, so good. So Storm goes through the portal and then she's back at home and she's like sobbing by herself up on the like little landing at the top of the X Mansion, like in the darkness. But yep. she's having her moment to mourn. And Jubilee and Wolverine are like down on the ground and they're looking up at her. And Jubilee is like, Wolverine, she seems so sad. I gotta go talk to her. And Logan just goes, Give it a while, kid. Storm knows you care. You helped her back there when it counted. The rest, well, she's going to have to work through for herself. And then there's just like a sad shot of Storm, like remembering herself with Archon and just crying. And it's like, damn. That's the end of the episode. There's no damn. This whole episode is not funny. (laughs) Nope. It's like, it's pretty fucking dark, honestly. It is pretty fucking dark. I don't know. I mean, I felt kind of okay about it being the last chunk of storm episodes i'm really sad about it because i feel like storm is still such an interesting character and she's a very tragic character here because you see so much of what she wants and so much of what she deserves like she's incredible she does deserve for someone to love her and like worship her frankly because she's the fucking best but i know right she should be leading the x-men let's be real she should be leading the x-men but she should also be like respected and loved and she doesn't really get that on earth obviously she's like disrespectful by everybody by humans who oppress her and she she's sort of like sees this glimpse at a world that's like closer to what she actually deserves except it's tainted by the fact that it's like this fucking asshole who has all these yeah there's slaves. like this fucking dictator who's yeah. terrorizing its own people and yeah it's like really sad because she's like okay i guess i can never be happy it like reminds me a little bit of that beast episode where like he has the girlfriend and then like things don't work out with her yeah. except it's different from that but it's another x-men episode where it's like 
the X-Men just don't get to be happy. Like they just have to keep fighting for what's right wherever they go and like rooting out evil wherever it appears. And that's that. Like that's their I mean, lives. that's a sad ending. You it's know, it's really a very sad, sad ending. It's really This whole episode sad. was really sad and really dark. And like I said, there were a lot of layers about uh, uh, abuse and relationships that I certainly related to. Yeah. There's obviously like politics here about like terrorism within tyranny. Yeah. You know, and enslavement. And um, like the rebellion and like people barely being okay, able but to I rebel. Loved the, I, I really, as much as I was like not enjoying the setup of the first half of this episode, this two-parter mm-hmm. uh this two second half was so good to the yeah. point where i was like wow this is like the perfect sort of like revenge story for somebody who has been enslaved in the past and like or has people that was enslaved at one point mm-hmm. and now has the opportunity to like take down enslavers you yeah. know it's yeah. just i i don't know it's good it's good i like it i liked all of it and i liked storm ending this relationship by being like fuck you and fuck you like yeah and walking away just being like how could you make me fall in love with you when all of it was a lie and like how dare you like it's right and also to understand at the end of this episode like it ends with storm essentially being traumatized Mm -hmm. and because which jubilee talks about and being like i want to go be there for her and logan's like it's not going to be that easy at this point. Like yeah. talking to her is not going to be enough. <laughs> you yeah. know? Which if anybody knows that it's Logan who's had, I know. Like, and I'm really glad he has that line. I love it when Logan gets to deliver lines like that. Yeah. Where he's like, not just telling a one liner about who he wants a burger and fries or whatever, which like, <laughs> or who he wants to bang. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's just Logan straight up being like, yeah, so it's trauma and she's just going to have to work through it on her own time. And it's going to be a while. And like, that's how that's going to be. And it's, it's sad because it's like we have to watch yet another member of the X-Men going through some really intense trauma and just be like, well, that's another thing they're going to carry with them forever. And like that just keeps happening to them. But um, it's pretty maturely handled in this app. So, yeah, it really is. I don't know. This is a kid's show, apparently. I don't know. <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> I mean, allegedly, is it, today? is it a kid's show? I would say it's not. Um, I get why you as a kid thought these episodes were boring. Did you think both of them were boring or do you not even really remember what you thought of them? Uh, no, I OK. I remember just kind of being like, I don't know why Storm is doing this. Mm-hmm. When I was a kid, it just didn't make sense to me. I, but you're right that it was sort of boring to me in the sense that I didn't understand the depth of the story or the politics or their, well, like, like the themes that were happening here because they were just, they were all things that like a kid really can't even understand. Even if you're trying to expose a child to the idea that people can take advantage of you in that kind of way. Mm-hmm. I mean, like that part of your brain hasn't developed yet, you know? So it's, we just don't really yeah. Especially if you like haven't happening. been in a relationship yet. I mean, you're a child, so. And you know, what's really interesting that with the X-Men, the X-Men on all, across the board, I think in all the series have done a good job at sort of depicting abuse in different ways. Like, mm-hmm. We're going to get to it in X-Men Evolution, but there's like an episode with Boom Boom having to deal with an abusive parent. Yeah. And we've seen that with Rogue a a little bit and like Moira's kid and stuff. Like we have seen a little bit of that. Yeah. Really, I think X-Men does a good job at handling that. I mean, it's obviously not perfect by any means, but I think for a kid's show, it handles these things very well. What would you rate this episode, Maddie? I'll give it a four. I liked it. Are you going to give it a five? I think I'm going to give it a five out of five because I really enjoyed it. I was on it not expecting to. And I think it was nice to revisit it as, as an adult and actually find through a critical lens that it tells a very important and good story. Yeah. I think there's a lot of depth in it that I really enjoyed, you know, and I, I think for me, 
who has sort of survived through an abusive relationship before, I feel like having a story in which the person who was abused gets to have that victory at the end Mm -hmm. is very satisfying for me, if that makes any sense. So it makes total sense. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you relate to it on that same level, but I certainly did. I I definitely related to storm a lot in this. So, yeah, I mean, I think that part of it makes it really powerful and it's, it's definitely better than the first half. So yeah, I I agree with you that it's worth, it's worth watching both of them just to get that, especially because these are going to be the last storm episodes we basically have for a while that aren't, gonna be like tainted by other weird stuff or yeah i mean like even in x-men evolution she gets some highlight episodes but she's just not as integral as she is on this show and then with wolverine the x-men she hardly gets lines so Ugh. i mean there is that i'm well, not looking it's not, forward to that <laughs> i'm not looking to that either but it's not because there aren't female characters not getting lines because they do have a lot going on there like rogue is a huge component of that show so mm-hmm. that'll be cool i just really like storm so i do it too cool to i get really to see her like really kicking some ass in this episode yeah and i'm really kind of hoping that sometime within either the MCU mm-hmm. or a future cartoon, we get to see Storm as Storm again. Yeah, so. me too. That would be really cool. You want to talk about who's gay? Yes. The X-Men are really that much to say in this week I, I feel like season five hasn't had a lot of gay stuff going on because there's just been some really heavy themes happening I over know. and over again it's I funny because i remember season five being bad but so far it's good I mean, aside from like a long shot we've had in, in a deal with the devil we had the phalanx covenant which was about a virus overtaking the earth mm-hmm. and killing people and then you have no mutant as an island which was about this guy taking orphans and abusing them and then you have bloodlines which yeah. was the crazy dark story between grading creed mystique nightcrawler yeah. and rogue and now it's stormfront so like it's been a very dark season so far uh, for anybody who's gay, uh, Wolverine <laughs> Beast and Beast. And Logan? Yeah, it's pretty yeah. much just Beast and Logan. They're really not in this episode very much, but no, they're there No, but we get that one shot. And there's not really even like undertones for queer coding in this particular episode. There and that's aren't. fine. I mean, like, I mean, not, not that it's like it's us and we managed to find it every time. Yeah, it's kind of nice, too, to see um, a straight abusive character <laughs> yeah, because, because I feel like we've had some queer coded villains like several times for the past few weeks and it's been kind of cool to just like have a fucking straight white guy villain straight up i mean he's an alien but like it's still such a clear parallel with like things that humans have done in this episode yeah it doesn't matter like if you're straight or gay but it's like it is nice to see a variety on that so yeah and so i don't know this this villain is like a very classic like it's clearly there's like the climate change metaphor here with the fucking like i don't know obelisk that he won't turn off which then goes even further into like a slavery thing i mean there's all of that villainy there and none of it is queer coded so like that's cool. Meanwhile, Beast and Logan are fucking, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Meanwhile, Beast and Logan are just banging in the background. Mm-hmm. That's the best we're going to get in this app, I guess. Wow. Is that it? Okay. I think so. 
Damn. Wow, we did it. All right. Damn, we actually, and we covered a lot of shit in under we an did. hour there. We did. All righty. It's time for the plugs. It's time for the plugs. That's the plug song. That's Can you like make it sound cooler than that? Song. I'll do like a cool remix of it. No, I won't. Um, Thank you. All so, right. So anyway, you could, you're just going to add an echo effect to my voice. <laughs> maybe I will. <laughs> so first off, uh, we obviously take lister mail since we're going to be doing a lister mail episode next um hopefully you already sent something in because we probably will have already recorded this by the time you send us something but we'll get to <laughs> but it keep on we get sending to it. a mail to us keep sending it in to the mutantages at gmail.com and we will read it on the show and there are so many other ways that you can contact us by the way like for example we have basically every social media known to humankind like twitter <laughs> facebook tumblr pinterest instagram and we're the mutant ages on all of those things we're also individually on twitter if you want to just send us something individually i'm at Mitty myers on twitter and insta and i am at ryan pagella on twitter but if you want to find me on instagram you got to go to ryan.pagella and this is a big announcement because i am launching or have launched two important things which is you can go check out my website at ryanpagella.com cool. you can see my photography i am looking to book people officially on a professional level for the first time and you can click the link on there to go to my vlog channel which features all the vlogs that i have had on various channels in the past all branded underneath my name now and i will be vlogging even more and taking you all for adventures with me maddie is often on them although yeah. i don't know what's going to happen right now but, but there's a eventually lot of old videos on there of us doing dumb shit that we yes, have referred to on this show so people should right, including us going to disney world so yes. you should go watch the shit out of that and please go subscribe to that channel yeah um, sorry for the for the pumping Personal that there plug? it's all good well i mean like honestly it is kind of connected though it is. so there I mean, is it's that. all connected because this show is just us shooting the shit and so is the vlog most of the time so like it's fine yeah, but you know what other really channel is. you could subscribe to while you're just like over at youtube subscribing to stuff what's that maddie is the mutant ages channel is oh, what shit. i was going to say a pretty cool youtube channel with a lot of it fun shit on it cool. um so on that channel we play x-men games and we upload let's plays of ourselves playing them and talking about them goofing off talking about mr sinister those are fun but what's also fun is like episodes of the animated series like cut together with clips of the podcast us telling jokes the time travel is real clip is on there now for example <laughs> along with lots of other ones on there all of which are really funny and good like Gambit's origin story with yes, the swamp lady with the butter dish uh you can the watch butter that dish. too um all of those are really great it's definitely a fun channel to subscribe to um okay you could also reach us in other different ways so mm -hmm. if you don't want to write into us at the mutant gmail.com but you want to talk to us you can leave us a voicemail <laughs> at yes. 1508-319-1668 or you can write in physical mail to us or send us your favorite X-Men thing that you want to send us. We've gotten some cool stuff that we're going to do in a boxing of soon. Mm -hmm. You can send that to P.O. Box 3344 in Natick, Massachusetts, 01760. You can find all this information at themutantages.com and also a Discord server yes. if you want to come chat with us and other fans of the show and just talk about X-Men and other fun comic book stuff. Yeah. And you know what else we have? We've got a Patreon. 
Because very important during these trying you know, times. Times are wild. Times are crazy. Ryan is basically just doing the mutant ages. This is me. <laughs> this is currently has become my only job. So yeah. well, I mean that that will probably not last very long. Obviously, Ryan is uh, doing other stuff at ryanpagella.com. But um, we are very very appreciative of the support the Patreon has gotten. We're a weekly podcast now. That's a lot more work, but we love you and we're loving doing it, and we are loving the the increased support that the Patreon is getting, and the people who support the patreon get some pretty cool shit they get bonus episodes about detective pikachu deadpool 2 captain marvel all kinds of stuff you get to go back in that backlog and hear me and ryan talking about those movies those things that we love and if you support us at the 25 dollar level which is the highest level you even get a shout out on the show for supporting us and our top tier supporters right now include soren b samuel b and ian c yay and really important guys Please go review us on whatever platform you listen to, whether it's iTunes, SoundCloud, whatever, because the more that you review or even just give us a rating increases the visibility of people finding our show. Mm -hmm. And most importantly, tell your friends about the show if we make you laugh or if you enjoy the X-Men or if you're like, these guys suck, go laugh at them. Either way... We will take hate listeners. If you if you listen to the show because yeah. you hate us, that's fine. We'll take the listen. We'll just go ahead we'll and take, take it that. Too. We'll take that view. We'll take that download stat. Yeah, uh, we will. We will love and enjoy it. Um, and maybe you'll fall in love with us over time. <laughs> I know I fell in love with us. Yeah. maybe twenty five years ago. Oh, but oh. also Wolverine. Uh, yeah. So is that everything? Did we do it? It sure is. Wow. Another episode. We've done it again. In the can. Wolverine, call us anytime. We've been saying Wolverine it week after week. or Cable. When is he going to call us? You can both us? call me. Cable, Bobby, Wolverine, where are you? Please call also, us. Also, Rogue and Storm for Maddie. Yeah. Rogue, Storm, I know you two are busy hooking up, but if you make any time in your schedules for me. To squeeze in between the two of you. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, that sounds saucy. <laughs> Anyway, All right. we'll see you we'll next see you time. Next time. All right, ready? Let's clap with the count of three. Uh, one, two, three. One, two, three. <laughs> I'm looking oh at my, my little audacity file (laughs) it's like the sound wave is like looks literally like a wave it's really funny